I think it's everyone's dream to actually win the lottery and then all your dreams would come true. But is that your retirement plan today on the Van City Financial Planning Series? That's what we're going to talk about. And Sophie Salcido joins me on the line. Hey, Sophie, have you ever, ever won anything on the lottery? I, I choose the Gold Rush tickets because I'm a safe person and I like the, at least the 2 or $3 I get all the time. I've never had a big win. No, me neither, sadly. But so many people actually have this fantasy that they are going to hit the jackpot. Uh, there's a lot of people actually who say this is going to be their retirement plan. Yeah, it's it's always interesting when I see the the studies. But thirty four percent of Canadians have said they're hoping to win the lottery, but then it's still fourteen percent that actually do say they tick the box, relying heavily on winning the lotto for their retirement plan. Okay, that actually makes me sad. Uh, yeah, it's a little scary. So let's do the math. How much would you actually need to win? Because people always say, "How much?" If I won a million, I would quit right now. How much do you need to immediately retire? Yeah, so I think a general one to give a good example is, for instance, let's say you wanted to have a $70,000 income per year um, that's very comfortable and you've got 50 more years of your life left and you're going to be safe, so you want to just earn 2% in a very uh, lower risk investment. So you'd actually need to win $3.5 million on that lotto. So that's that's what your your aim is going to be. Or maybe that Powerball. Remember when that was like $150 million or some crazy Yeah, if you, if you can win that. And, and the averages are really a astounding too. So if I just mentioned that too, they say that about 1 in 14 million tickets will hit a top prize in a 649 draw and 1 in 28 million will win the lotto max. And those are numbers that maybe don't make a lot of sense. But when you when you realize that about 1 in 3 million will be hit by lightning, you start to realize actually how, how low this could happen to you. Yeah, it's exactly. Not likely. Dream yeah. on as the song yeah. goes. Uh, you say it's better to just play the virtual lottery instead. Exactly. So virtual lottery, just do do your own savings to build up a guaranteed sum of money in the future. And I just use an average number that if someone is really into their lotteries, so they're buying the 649s or doing the extras or doing a lotto max, let's say it's $14 a week that you're spending. So take that money instead, take the $14, put it into a tax-free savings account where there's no tax, and your nest egg down the road when you're 65 could range from 38000 if you're a low-risk investor all the way to 159000 if you're going to invest in something to, with a greater return. So that's money you would receive in your hand you could do something with. Yeah, I think that's smart. And even if you do actually hit the jackpot, I imagine the tax man is immediately coming to knock on your door. Well, what happens in Canada is that uh, Canadians don't treat lottery, casino, bingo, or game prizes as taxable incomes. It's considered a windfall. Um, but what you do have to be considerate about is that what am I going to do with this cash and how am I going to earn money on it? And so money that you earn on that money would be taxable. Okay. And when they give you an option, they say, hey, you can either have all the money at once or you can sort of spread it out throughout the life. Uh, Which one of those should you pick? You actually should probably take the annuity payment where you get a fixed sum because there's a there's a clause in there that they actually cover the tax, the income tax for you. Oh. And when we ran our studies and on our numbers, the annuity works out actually better for you in the long run. But even BC Lotto Corp actually admits that very few people will wait and be patient and take that option. They want the cash up front. Ah, yeah, we're all greedy and impatient. Yeah. So tons of people in offices all over British Columbia are buying lotto tickets as a group. What do you what do we need to know about that? 
Yeah, so that, that happens a lot. So one thing that's really important about is making sure you put the right name on the front or back of those tickets, along with the word in trust to indicate if there's a win that there's proof now that it is for a group. And make sure you don't put your company name on there because then actually the company could try to swing around and say they've got some ownership of it. So you want to really be careful about that. Now, remember, it wasn't all that long ago that uh, there was a big lotto win and the people didn't come forward for a really long time because they actually didn't want their names shown. Yeah. Can you actually claim the prize without revealing your identity? So one of the one of the clauses in there also is that one of the conditions is BC Lotto Corp. They want the news, they want the media and the press, so they're they're going to want you to publicize the name. Um, and the only way around that would be requesting um, an exemption on a case by case basis. But I, I believe that it would be extremely rare in that case that they wouldn't want you to publicize your yeah, name. Yeah, I suppose. So if you owe people money and you win a big prize, can creditors come after you? Can which come after you? Can creditors claim a claim? Well, they're not directly protected, so you you do have to be careful. And um, especially in um, partnerships or common law relationships, if those break down, you could have some property sharing rights coming into play in BC and coming after the money. So you, you do have to be careful. And what if you're saying, hey, I want to share the wealth with my family. Maybe I won't have to pay as much tax. Right. So what happens is if you're looking at trying to share your money with a spouse uh, and pass it over, you can pass it over to them. But what would happen tax-wise is technically any income their spouse earns or a minor related to you should be taxed back to you. But if you pass it to um, another family member, a friend, or um, someone not as someone at arm's length from you, then it shouldn't be a problem. So 30 seconds, top tips uh, for charitable donations when it comes to this. So if you have a large windfall, and some of them, as we know, on the rare occasion are extremely large, doing a charitable donation can help reduce your income tax for the year. There's a cap on how much you can do per year. And that's, uh, I think people in that position might want to do some charitable giving to their community or for a cause when it's such a large sum of money. And we do offer that service at Van City, helping helping members set up um, charitable funds. So that's a really nice thing to do if that happens to you. All right. Well, we can dream on about winning the lottery. Uh, That is the Van City Financial Planning Series with Sophie Salcido. Thanks for joining me, Sophie. Thank you. Up next, we're talking HD radios. I'll tell you why when we come back.